I got enough content and more importantly really just having the time to actually sit down and do these episodes um especially I've got like an engineering test coming up next week um that I ha- I've been having to study for and whatnot and then just with work and vacation and all that stuff so kind of trying to fit it all together but we're here now we got an episode for you and um actually I can't believe it's taken this long, but we're going to talk some sports, and we're going to be talking a lot of sports betting, all right? I've got my gambling bug going. We are on. So, um, I've been doing okay so far this year in terms of my bets. I think I'm up, uh, I think I'm up like three units, if I'm not mistaken, um so i'll take that i've i've actually i've only bet college football one weekend that was this past saturday it did not go very well uh but nfl surprisingly which is usually somewhere where i lose my money in college football be where i make my money nfl i've been doing okay um and i've not really bet any baseball except for my chicago white Sox, uh which uh today being what uh september 30th right wednesday september 30th I currently have money on my White Sox as we're just getting pounded by the Athletics in Game 2. Uh, that's really fucked. Um, but whatever. We live with it because actually I also took the Marlins against the Cubs. And that's looking pretty good right now. So uh, I think the Marlins were like plus 146 or something like that. And I took each bet for one unit. So uh, I'll come out on top on, on the baseball for today. And... I am taking the Miami Heat tonight, basketball. Um, I believe I got them at, uh, let's see here, 
Um, so I took them at plus four and a half on, on the spread. And then I also took the money line because I'm feeling spicy as fuck. And um, I got the money line at uh, plus 160. Plus 160 on that. So we're f- feeling pretty spicy on that pick. I actually also, uh, I'm just going to get it out there now just in case this fall, you know follows through. I did bet two units on the Miami Heat to win the series, uh, win the NBA Finals. So that was at plus 270. I kind of wish I got more juice for that. I feel like plus 270 is actually somewhat low, but I don't know. Um, I, I would think the Lakers are a much bigger favorite than I guess that they are, but I guess the bubble and the heat have been really fucking good, actually. Um, you know, I, I'm rooting for Jimmy Butler. I thought Jimmy Butler was the fucking man when he was on the Bulls, and, um, I have no ill will towards him for leaving the Bulls. I don't blame him at all. That Bulls team was getting absolutely dreadful fast. That man needed to be on a better team. He has found himself on a great team where he is fucking crushing it. So good for Jimmy Buckets. I'm rooting for him. Um, And a bet that I made actually back in, I believe it was um, January, is, yes, January 14th I made this bet at 1.13 in the morning because right after I hit huge on LSU winning the national title um I immediately put in a two unit bet on the White Sox to win the World Series and I got that at plus 3500 so that is still in play that would be fucking huge big 70 unit win there um and because I I I don't I think that LSU game I think I came out like 50 units up or something like that. It was crazy. I, I put a lot of money down on LSU. Um, and then, so that's that's still out there. So we're, we're rooting big time on the Chicago White Sox. And in fairness, for people who do know me, I have been calling Chicago White Sox World Series 2020 for about two years now. I've been saying 2020 was the year, um, mainly because I'm a baseball genius, but um more seriously we just have a great young team that's coming together at the right time um and so you know obviously really hoping for you know my own ego's sake that we win this year but if we don't win this year i mean i think it's gonna happen next year for sure so anyways well frankly if we do win this year i think it's gonna happen next year too i think that we're looking at the greatest fucking baseball dynasty that we've seen since, I don't know, whatever, the 1920s Yankees, which don't even fucking count. Like, who the fuck cares about the 1920s Yankees? Other than fucking self-important Yankees fans. Fucking assholes. No one likes you. Um, Okay, so I figured we'll run down my NFL bets for um, this upcoming week, and then we'll go, go into college. A lot of this is pretty much off the cuff. I haven't actually done a ton of research on on all of this yet. So let's see here. Okay, so we're going to start off uh, with tomorrow, Thursday night game. Uh, Possibly, like, I know that Thursday night games are known for being, like, trash games, trash mashups. Um, I mean, I think that we've... 
watched, you know, the the Titans Jags and like the Jets Bills play Thursday night games for just like a decade straight. Um, now, of course, obviously now the Bills and Titans have been good of late and the Jags had like a little stretch in there where they were like good for a little bit. Um, but generally speaking, have been teams that leave you wanting, uh, especially for a Thursday night game. Um, but I would contest this might be the most disgusting Thursday night matchup I've ever seen. It's it's quite possibly just one of the least interesting games between a Jets team that's terrible at full health, who... <laughs> can't even get that part right right i mean they're like they have no fucking good players left because everyone's hurt or opted out of the season um and then a broncos team that's uh, i mean with drew lock maybe pretty decent um but with how hurt they are right now um they are pretty much worthless i mean watching them last week was uh, nothing short of painful. I mean, they were just an absolutely dreadful team. And as somebody who has Melvin Gordon in a fantasy league, Jesus Christ. Um, so, um, this game, like, realistically, well, okay, I would say realistically if I was a smart gambler, which I'm not. Um, not always, at least. I, I, I'm prone to mistakes. I would I would dodge this game all together. Wouldn't touch it. But it's the only game on Thursday night, so I feel like I have to bet it. Um so I I mean, if I have to bet this this game at a pick'em I don't know. But I think I'll take the I'll take the under on forty points. I, I do think under on forty points is actually a good bet. I know a lot of people don't like taking unders that are that low. I actually think that these unders hit a lot. Um, One thing that most people who are big into gambling will hate about me is I bet a lot of unders. Um, But I just think that because of the amount of money that gets put on overs, I think lines get adjusted just slightly too much um, to account for that. And so I think you get a lot of value on under bets with, and with over bets, I think that it's just... There's a lot of variance, and I understand, right, there's no such thing as under time, so you always have that going for you, although I've bet games that didn't go over even after going into overtime, so, um, it, you know, the, it, it is what it is. In fact, I think I took the under, I think, in that um, Bengals-Eagles game last week, and I think it ended up pushing, and that went to a fucking tie. Like, Jesus. Um, but... Anyways, I think I actually like the under in that game, uh, uh, the Broncos Jets. If I it, like, if there was anything I was gonna take, I, I think it's got to be the under. And and even I, I know there's actually quite a bit of money on the under, and we'll see if this moves even more. Um, I don't think I'd like it at anything less than like thirty nine. Um, and even then, I'd probably be a little sketched out about it. But I just think it's such a dreadful matchup on a short week by two teams that just got fucking bludgeoned last week. I, I just don't see any way really in, in which these teams really reliably score 40 total points. Um, so then we got Browns and Cowboys. Uh, 
Um, the Cowboys, I think, at my... like So this is one of those ones where they could come off of this Seattle game and just absolutely shit the bed, be terrible. Um, and the Browns are, like, not that bad. Mainly because as long as Chubb and Kareem Hunt are playing well, like, the Browns are going to be in games. Um, but honestly... This feels like a game where you lay the points down and you take that Dallas at minus four and a half. I I just I I think that Dallas comes off of that Seattle game. They don't feel good about it, but I think that they are also, you know, one looking at the fact that they're like, I think they're tied for fucking first in the division with Washington, with the Washington football team, the team with no name, who's terrible. (laughs) Like somehow is here at the top. And so I feel like um, Dallas needs to win this game. Um, I I think that I, I think that this one I'd lay the points. I'd take Dallas. The over under at 56. I actually I don't know. I mean, I know Dallas's defense is kind of shit, um, but the Browns defense isn't like that bad. And I think there's going to be a lot of running in this game. Uh, I actually don't mind that under at 56. I may end up taking that. Um and I, yeah, so I, I think I'll take both. Maybe I'll parlay them. Who knows? Um, and then we've got the Saints Lions. The Saints are minus four, which I think right now, on principle, I can't bet the Saints as favorites. I don't think that they deserve to be a favorite in any game. Um, although I think Michael Thomas might be coming back this week. And that would be huge, mainly for my fantasy football team. But uh, that aside, I think that that could be the spark that gets uh, New Orleans back on the map. Um, I think Detroit is not that bad of a team. Um, I mean, obviously, like, as much as I don't want to, you know, I'm happy that the Bears won. Um, Detroit should have won that game. So... (laughs) Um, you, you know, Detroit could just as easily be two and one right now. Um, and, and, and then I, you know, they beat a good Cardinals team like that. That Cardinals team is, is going to be formidable. So, uh, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm like, are the saints actually going to fall to one and three? It's hard. It's, it's also hard to bet on that. But if I was going to take this game, I think I'd take the points there and, and go Detroit plus four. Don't know if I will for sure. All right. You know, I'm just running through all of these bets. I'm letting you know what I'm thinking. And, and you know, things are going to kind of change between now and then. And we'll kind of see that over under at 54. That's actually another under I think I like. Um, just because 54 seems high. I mean, again, I know that Michael Thomas is kind of. Um, I, I know that Michael Thomas is coming back. Most likely, it sounds like at least not guaranteed, um, but I, I I just this Saints offense just feels like it's not moving fast enough, um, and I think Detroit is fairly methodical as well. Although they can go for those big plays, and, and we've seen a couple of them here and there because Stafford has a fucking cannon for an arm, um, but I, I and I I mean Kenny Galladay is sick as fuck but uh, i don't know i i just i don't 
I don't see it going over 54 without some fluke plays like that happening. So that's another one where it's like, I, what's also nice about the under is you're winning until you're not, um, which I guess maybe psychologically at least feels good. Um, but it's like basically to for the under to hit, it feels like a lot more thing. It feels like for the over to hit that a lot more things need to like go wild, you know, like the pick sixes, like the 75 yard touchdowns, things like that. Like a lot of times like those need to happen. And and so certainly, obviously there's teams out there, right? Fucking the chiefs who can hit that stuff with some level of frequency that you feel comfortable with. But even still, like I took the under this Monday and that hit, <laughs> I mean, you know, obviously it was kind of fluky because there was a missed field goal and a missed extra point in there that kind of, you know, jacks it up. Cause I, I think what it ended at 54 and I took the under at 55, but still, I mean, again, like you look at that and you're like, Jesus, I mean, that the game was like, whatever, like, what was it? 34 to 20? Like, but that still goes under. So, um, you, you know, it just feels like there's gotta be a lot of that fluky kind of stuff, kick returns for touchdowns, which there was one on Monday night. <laughs> it was still fucking didn't matter. It still went under like that's, that's what's kind of crazy, especially with these spreads that or these uh, totals that get into the fifties. Um, Houston, Minnesota, um, man, talk about just like what a fucking shitty spot to be in for both of these teams at zero and three. I think both of these teams are better than their records. Um, God, I feel like I would just stay away from this game, but I, I, I think I would take, I would, I think I would take the points in this one and just take Minnesota at plus four and a half. Um, is what it's at right now. The over under a 54 and a half. Don't feel comfortable with that. I think that game could definitely go over, but I don't know if I feel confident enough in that, um, to actually pull the trigger on that over. But I I think in a situation like this, I think I'd be happy to take the points and just kind of feel good about that. Um, but yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a tough one. Um, Colts bears. All right. Here we go. Full disclosure, huge fucking Bears fan. But um, being completely objective here and just looking at the facts, um, our quarterback has the largest penis on the planet. Um, This is a known thing. Big dick Nick Foles is going to come in there and we're going to fucking win. All right. I know that Philip Rivers clearly can fuck like a rabbit with his 462 kids, but... You cannot beat Big Dick Nick. It's not possible. Um, He's the greatest football player to ever play the game. Um, He may be already the greatest quarterback in Chicago Bears history. Um, And so at plus two and a half, I'd just take the money line straight up on on the Bears. I'd take the money line. Um, 43 and a half, I actually kind of like the under. But uh, I think definitely Bears money line. That's, that's, I think that's free money. Um, Chargers, Bucks. Chargers at plus seven at Tampa Bay. Uh, it's a lot of points, but I think you got to go Tampa Bay minus seven. I think this is one of those uh, West Coast teams coming out to the East Coast, playing in the early games. Um, you know, I, I think that the Bucks are still like a formidable team, and obviously the Chargers have just a fuck ton of injury problems right now. And I think that Herbert looks really good. 
Um, and Ke- it seems like him and Keenan Allen are connecting well, which is huge. And Hunter Henry is, you know, been a factor on that. And I think, um, I don't even actually recall if Austin Eckler is going to be playing or not. I, I think that he might be banged up. Maybe I'm just misremembering altogether, but, um, I, I, I mean, I think that the Bucks can cover seven, and, and it had just moved to seven too. It was six and a half. I I would like the Bucks at six and a half. I think, um, but that that game forty three. Don't like that total. Yeah, I, I I think that the Bucks can can cover. I'd, I'd lay the points on the Bucks there. Uh, the Ravens Washington football team. Um, that's a game that I have zero interest in. Um, the Ravens at minus 13 over under at 45 and a half. I think I like the under at 45 and a half. I think obviously, right. The Ravens want to run the ball shit ton. Um, the Washington football team is terrible and actually like the best part of their offense is running the ball. It would appear with Antonio Gibson. He seems to be like the only fucking competent player on that offense. Uh, well, sorry, no. Terry McLaurin is actually fucking sick as fuck. But he has Dwayne Haskins throwing to him, who somehow forgot how to play football somewhere between um, being very good at Ohio State and then coming into the NFL and just literally, like, l- losing his mind. Um, I just... I. Genuinely have no idea how it is that Dwayne Haskins went from what he was in, in college to what he is now. Um, but, you know, I guess what Ohio State quarterbacks don't really fare well in the NFL because um, obviously Cardale Jones was a thing. And then Braxton Miller had to come in as a receiver. Um, and then there was that other guy who uh, who the fuck was the other guy? I can't think of his name right now. Um, who was just recently playing for them, who was like always putting up these huge numbers and then couldn't get drafted. So, um, one sec, I'm going to pause cause I, that's going to bother me if I can't think of the name JT Barrett. There we go. That's who I was thinking of. I was like, I knew his name was two letters. Um, JT Barrett. Yeah. So he's like another one. I, I don't know what it is that I, I don't know if it was just like an Urban Meyer thing that he just makes these quarterbacks into something. And then, I mean, right. It was like the Tebow. I mean, Tebow, another thing where I, he kind of was like this flash in the pan in the NFL. And it was like, oh, my God, I never have sex. Um, and then he was gone. And. But, yeah, so maybe it's just a like an Urban Meyer slash Ohio State thing that they just can't translate. Um, so I hate that game. I hate everything about it. Um, other than I think I like the under, but I I don't think I would touch 13, even though I think the Ravens should cover 13. Generally speaking, it takes a lot for me to give double digits, uh, even when a team's that dreadful, because I feel like every time I give double digits, somehow it becomes a close game. It's some sort of ugly fucking game. I think it might be raining on the East coast this week. I don't know. So that could play a role since it's at Washington. And so, like, that game could get really gross. Um, if that game rains, 100%, I want that under. Um, next game, similar thing, Arizona at Carolina. If that game rains, I definitely like that under at 51 and a half. Um, if it doesn't rain, then I don't want that. I don't want that total at all because I think that this game could get a little wacky. Um, and... 
Arizona minus three and a half. Mm. I think this could be another one. I, I actually think I could see Carolina covering plus three and a half here, especially it's another one West Coast team coming to uh, East Coast playing early games. That can be really tough with that time zone. Um, I don't recall actually, is Arizona in mountain time or are they in Pacific time? That'd be that. I mean, not that it's like the biggest difference, but, uh, I think that's enough where I would, I'd be happy to take the points, um, and and move on there. Uh, Jacksonville at Cincinnati, Jesus Christ. Um, okay. So, Cincinnati's minus three. It's at Cincinnati. Over under is forty nine and a half. Um, I fucking love Gardner Minshew, but I also love uh, Joe Burrow. Man, I think Joe Burrow's got to get a win, right? I mean, this dude's like not that bad. Um, I mean, like, well, not not that bad. He's fucking good. He's good at this. He's good at this game. Like, he has some good receivers. Their team is another one where it just feels like they're not as bad as their record. Like, they're close in these games. Like, I don't know. I, I think they've got to get a win. I, I think i got to give that one to Cincinnati at minus three. I think I would take that. Um, that that over-under started at 48, and it's moved up to 49.5. That's kind of weird. Um, I, don't, I don't know why. I, I mean... <sighs> Yeah, I don't know. That seems surprising to me. I mean, I know that the Jacksonville defense and the uh, Bengals defense aren't, like, that great. But I don't know. That's moving up a lot. Like, which maybe is, like, somebody knows something and so they're just hammering the over. But uh, I think if that moved to 50, if that moved to 50, I might might bite on it. Um, Seattle-Miami. Seattle minus 6.5, over under 53. Um, at Miami, I think I'd take the points on this one. I think this is one of those games where Seattle, you know, kind of lame ducks it a little bit. Um, I had same fucking theory here with like the West coast team coming and playing an early game in the East coast, uh, out in Miami, this Miami team isn't that bad. I mean, now understandably we're, this is going to be the fourth game of the season, Ryan Fitzpatrick's been looking good, so I think we might be due for that Ryan Fitzpatrick seven interception game. Um, it's always out there. He has his seven touchdown game or something ridiculous like that, and then you know he's always he's basically due for that game, and then he's due for a seven interception game. Um, and so at this point, to some degree, you're just rolling the dice on that, and so that's something to consider. But I think plus six and a half. And it's it opened at six and a half, and so I think there's going to be some people who are going to push on on Seattle just because um, of how well Russell Wilson's been playing and how they how well they've been doing. And so if that gets up to seven and seven and a half, maybe, yeah, then I, I really like the Dolphins at that number. Uh, the Giants at Rams. Um, Started at nine, we're up to thirteen. I think you can guess who's the favorite. Um, over under a forty-eight. Man, this might be one where I would give the thirteen points and take the Rams. I I don't know. I I bet the Giants last week against the Niners just because the Niners were so hurt that I thought the Giants could do something, and it was in New York, and they're just 
so bad. They're so bad and they're so hurt and they're so bad. And I just don't understand how that football team hasn't been relegated. I like they need to come up with relegation rules in the NFL just to get that fucking worthless football team out of here. Um, so that Saquon Barkley can be moved on to a team that's worth fucking playing on. Um, and so that's pretty much all I have to say about them. Uh, I mean, the Rams have been looking good. I I mean, I'm happy that the Bills beat them, um, but they did kind of get jobbed in that game, but I don't care because fuck them, LGB, that's what I'm talking about. Um... Speaking of, what a good segue by me, excellent host, uh, Bills Raiders, um, opened at minus two and a half, looks like we're up to minus three on the Bills, over under at 52 and a half, I think I like that under, um, this is a hard one for me because I feel like the Bills could definitely come out sluggish, they're out to Vegas, which obviously, I mean, with the whole quarantine thing kind of going on, like, that probably helps avoid like going to Vegas and like letting Vegas beat you before the game starts. Um, but even still, I, I think that they could come out a little sluggish, um, especially because like that's the four twenty five p.m. game. Like it's later in the day. Like uh, that that could be a little bit of a weird one. I think. I mean, I I think I'm gonna take the Bills out of just like purely because i like the bills um but i don't know i i'm i'm gonna reserve my right to change my mind on that one i i'm 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 not certain um okay fucking sick game in the afternoon uh patriots chiefs uh at kansas city started at plus eight for the pats we're down to plus seven that's somewhat surprising um well I shouldn't say that. That's not that surprising. I think that people will um, gladly take Bill Belichick with a touchdown, and Cam Newton's been playing really well. I also think if there's anybody who's capable of giving Patrick Mahomes in that offense fits, it could be a Bill Belichick defense, especially because Stephon Gilmore um, has done well against Tyreek Hill in the past. Um, And so I, I, I think that there's that possibility and then obviously i mean we saw that chiefs game where you know they probably under any other circumstances should have lost uh to that chargers team that's somewhat suspect um so while i and especially i think coming off of that big game against uh the ravens you might be able to see maybe a little bit of a hangover on that um so i i I think i i would feel pretty okay with taking uh the Patriots, you know, with a touchdown, um, Eagles Niners. So, um, started at Eagles plus three. It's at San Francisco. I don't even know on what earth that starts at plus three. I mean, I know that the Niners are hurt, but the Eagles look like the worst team in the NFL. I think, um, over under 46, that's not a terrible number. I, I, it's hard to say for sure, but I, I think I might it might actually be another under I kind of like. Um, I wonder if there's still time for them to flex that game because honestly, like there's 
basically no reason that game should be on Sunday night. Um, that's one of like, I don't know, bottom four worst fucking games this week. And that's going to be at Sunday night. Like nobody, uh, I mean, if anything, right, New England, Kansas City should be. Um, I don't know if Kansas City has like, if they're going to hit in like the uh, the maximum times that they can be on uh, prime time or whatever. But um, I, I mean, I, I think that for sure that Kansas City New England game is a better game. Um, I, I mean, honestly, that Bills Raiders game is a better game. Um, yeah, I, I'm I'm not so certain. The Bears Colts might be a better game. So, I don't really, I don't, I, I mean, obviously, you know, when this got scheduled, this looked like it would be a good game. I mean, for all intents and purposes, like, Philadelphia should be a good team, and they're just not. Um, they've had some injuries, and they're just not meshing. I don't know. Carson Wentz just feels like he's taken a step back. Their team just is so out of sorts. I mean, Miles Sanders seems to be the only person who's fucking making moves at all on that team. I just don't understand. Um, and then San Francisco is obviously just really fucking hurt, uh, which is weird. This is like the second year in a row, I think where they've been like really hurt or second or third year. And, um, and, and so, I mean, they're, they're still a good team. I mean, Nick Mullins just, Nick Mullins is kind of like, I I guess he's sort of like Ryan Fitzpatrick in that way of like, he gives you that game that's like really productive out of like nowhere. And then you're just like, what? And this guy's like good. So um, I I don't know if Jimmy Garoppolo is supposed to come back. I actually don't, I don't have the details on that yet, but um, I, I don't know. I don't know how you can take. I don't know how you can take the Eagles in that spot. Uh, I don't, I mean, San Francisco laying a touchdown is kind of tough too, but man, I don't think there's any world in which I can take the Eagles until they prove me wrong is is basically the way I I think I got to look at this. Uh, And then the Monday night game, Packers, Atlanta Falcons. um, Jesus Christ, the Falcons. Oh my God. I, I mean, look, I am a lifelong Bears fan and I'm not certain that I've experienced as much pain as the Falcons have, especially like within the past, like whatever it's been four years or so. I I don't think I've ever seen a team blow that many leads, like significant leads. It makes no sense. And one of them to the fucking Bears. What like a team that is like fundamentally incapable of coming from behind of like a diff like a deficit of more than two touchdowns. I mean, I I can't tell you before that the last time I watched the Bears make a comeback. It's just, it's frankly like, (laughs) if if there was anything to just make you just fall square on your face just crying at this team, it would be the fact that the Bears did it to you. I, I mean... It's it's actually incredible how quickly the Atlanta Falcons have really fallen back into the territory of like they're just as miserable as like the Bears and Lions uh, in terms of teams that just like are just incapable of providing any significant level of happiness on a week to week basis. Um, and the Packers look really fucking good. Um, 
So I think given all of that information, I have to take the Falcons plus seven and a half. Because like, it's just like one of the, I just feel like this game makes no sense. Um, there's no world in which the Falcons should be even coming close to winning this game just on paper. I, I mean, the Falcons are very talented, but I think the Packers are a better team and they're obviously playing better. Um, it's at Green Bay. Um, and so everything points in the direction of Green Bay need, you know, should be winning and covering this game. And uh, for that exact reason, that is sometimes when you have to go against the grain, you just you say this is a fucking bot and we are going against it. So we could get reverse botted. It's not it's, it's happened before, but I think this is the bot of the week is Falcons plus seven and a half covers. I think that's the one um, I, I, I if I had to give you a lock of the week now i i don't i mean jesus this is a terrible this is just a terrible um i i would either say the bears or the cowboys um and i think i'm gonna go with the bears i'm gonna i'm gonna say bears lock of the week which is possibly the most and, and like I, I don't think in in any other circumstance in my life I would be calling Bears lock of the week, but I just I feel good about them in this game. I think this sets up well for them. I think that they are three and zero, but like they're only playing like okay. But we also have Big Dick Nick, and the, so we have the penis factor on our side, and so for that I have to go with the lock of the week being the Bears. Okay. So that covers our NFL for the week. So we are on to college football. I am definitely not going to give you a pick on every single one of these fucking games. Um, but okay, so let's see here. Like this Wake Forest game, not going to touch that. I don't. I don't even care to talk about it. Uh, BYU, uh, Louisiana Tech at BYU. This one uh, actually does really surprise me that uh, Louisiana Tech is getting twenty four and a half. Uh, Louisiana Tech is traditionally like a pretty good um, group of five team. Um, they usually are pretty competitive. I I think that, I mean, BYU, I guess, you know, they look good. But uh, to me, I think that if you're going to give me almost, what, three and a half touchdowns, um, I, I actually think Louisiana Tech at plus 24 and a half feels like a pretty decent bet. Uh, I think that's a lot of points that I, I don't fully understand. And especially like, and it started at plus 21 and a half. It's moved to 24 and a half. So I have to look and see if there's some sort of news that I'm just missing on this game. Um, but otherwise, this this feels like a, a really good spot at plus 24 and a half. Um, Arkansas State, not going to touch that. Uh, Missouri, ten, uh, Tennessee. So we are at Tennessee. Tennessee actually looked pretty good last week. That was surprising. Um, Tennessee hasn't looked good since I moved here, pretty much. So that that's definitely uh, encouraging for the Tennessee fans. I, I know uh, plenty of Tennessee fans down here who um, have certainly experienced quite a bit of heartbreak over the past couple of years in not seeing their team be what 
it really should be. Um, I mean, I don't think that there's any reason to feel that great about Jared Garantano still as a quarterback. But that being said, uh, they look good. Missouri did not look good, I don't think. I And so at minus 11 and a half, I think I actually like Tennessee at that. I think I would lay those points. Um, East Carolina, Georgia State, not going to touch that. Jesus Christ, the over-under is 69. Um, South Carolina, Florida. Uh, Florida looks really good. Minus 18 is a lot of points. Um, And it actually started at 19 and a half, which means I guess South Carolina is getting some action. Um, That doesn't totally surprise me. I don't think that South Carolina is that bad of a team. Um, man, that's a really tough one. That one I might stay away from altogether. That 57 and a half on the over under, I actually, that got bet up from 55. I, I actually think I kind of like that at 57 and a half, taking that under, if anything, in that game right now. Um, TCU, Texas. Um, TCU is a bot squad. I despise TCU, uh, but it started at TCU plus 13 we're down to 11 and a half that's pretty odd started at 60 we're up to 62 and a half that's not surprising the big 12 is uh fundamentally incapable of playing half of what the game of football is um it is just a completely trash conference that is pretty much one nothing and is worth nothing um they all they do is put out some good players here and there from various schools. And then like, as far as their competitiveness within the college football landscape, they're terrible because they somehow have all just stuck to this idea of, of if I don't play defense, maybe I'll win. Um, it's one of the most preposterous things ever. Um, so I kind of like Texas at minus 11 and a half, but, Every time in the history of me betting Texas at large spreads, um, I don't think I've ever won. So I feel like I'm due. So I guess that does mean I like them at minus 11 and a half. So I think I'm going to go with that. Uh, Baylor, West Virginia. Baylor is a scumbag school. Um, and I actually really like West Virginia just in general. I'm a West Virginia fan, um, mo- mostly because I really like West Virginia basketball. Um, they're one of my favorite teams in basketball um, behind Kentucky and illinois um so west virginia at west virginia getting three i like that i think baylor's trash um they've always been trash there'll be nothing other than trash um so i don't know i don't know that there needs to be like that much more discussion i I guess actually i kind of liked them under matt rule for a minute there but you know whatever fuck them uh nc state pitt uh, Pitt minus 14 at Pitt, uh, over under at 47. Mm, I've been, I've been hammering Pitt all, all year so far. It's been going pretty okay. Um, 14's a lot, but I, I might, I, I might roll Pitt just because I, I think maybe like, you know, I'll, I'll just bet on them until they prove me wrong type of thing. Um, UTSA, UAB, <sighs> I don't really care that much for that game, except for I don't really think that UTSA should be getting three touchdowns. 20 and a half is, uh, that might be one where I look at it, and if I've had the right amount of drinks in me prior to that on Saturday, 
uh, maybe I'll pull the trigger and just take the three touchdowns on UTSA. Um, I usually like UAB generally as a program, but I mean, they're fucking dragons. Like, how do you uh, no Like, literally nobody has a better mascot. They're dragons. Um, Liberty is always a fucking hilarious program to bet on. They're playing UNA. I don't know what the fuck UNA is. I also don't know how... Oh, North Alabama. They. I also don't know how North Alabama could be 4-7. and seven. That has to be a fucking typo. They've, there's, they've simply not played 11 football games. Um, that's... <laughs> I'm going to have to circle back around on that one. There's just absolutely no fucking way that team has played 11 football games. What the fuck? Um, so that, that just, that has to be a typo. I don't, I don't even know. Like, that's just, I'm shook at the idea that they're four and seven. It doesn't make any sense. Um, so let's see. Uh, then we got what army and Abilene Christian, uh, army at minus 30 and a half. I, I refuse to ever take, um, any of the military schools at that large of a spread, they are just so unreliable at that amount of points to give. Um, I don't think I'd take any of the military schools at anything more than like minus 14, uh, anything beyond that. And it's just way too much of a roll of the dice in terms of the, if they'll actually get to that number. That being said, I'm not betting Abilene Christian. That's just a game that's not going to get touched. Uh, SMU Memphis should be a good game that I probably want nothing to do with largely because uh, I have zero confidence in any of this. So it's at SMU. Uh, Memphis is minus two and a half over under is 74 and a half. I might bet the under just because it's a fucking ridiculous number. And it's something that I sort of feel like as a rule, if it's in the seventies, I'm willing to fucking gamble that it's not going to get there. Um, that has bit me in the ass before, but like I said, to score 74 points in a college football, like I understand it's college football, but to score 74 and a half points in a game, um, is preposterous. I mean, one, because you can't score 74 and a half points. You have to score 75, but, um, you know, still 75 points, like it's such an insane scoring rate that like even at college football standards, I don't, I just don't see it. Um, South Florida versus Cincinnati. I want nothing to do with that. Cincinnati looks good, but minus 22 is a little rich for my blood, but I'm not going to bet against them either. Uh, Texas Tech, Kansas State. This feels like a game where Texas Tech can come in and, and beat Kansas State on the hangover. If I recall correctly, last year after Kansas State upset Oklahoma, they got uh, caught up in a hangover game. Um, so I think if I would bet that game, I would bet Texas Tech just on that plus two and a half. I might just if I bet it, I think I'd just take the fucking money line. Um, I mean, I don't I don't really know in what world at the at the Big 12 that there's a less than three point win condition, you know, like it just feels like it's touchdowns. Um, UNC at Boston College, UNC has been bet up from 11.5 to 13.5. Uh, UNC at minus 13.5, maybe I would take that. It's kind of a big spread because B- Boston College is always kind of a weird team um, that makes things like closer than it should be. So 
I guess we'll kind of I, I think I'd probably stay away from that Oklahoma State versus Kansas uh, Kansas looks like they're back in their rightful position as the worst team in college football um, so I, I mean you know props to them uh, Rock Chalk Jayhawk for reassuming your throne as the least relevant division one football team um, possibly in the history of college football Um Oklahoma State, though, is... I like Mike Gundy. I think his mullet is hilarious. I think Chubba Hubbard is an excellent running back. Um, I don't know about 21.5 points, though. That's probably one I would stay away from. Also, Texas A&M at Bama. That should be a good game. Uh, Texas A&M, plus 16.5, has been bet up to plus 17.5. I would consider taking Texas A&M uh, getting that amount of points. I think 17 and a half um, is actually n- not terrible. Um, I don't know that w- given, you know, the fact that, I mean, Alabama is Alabama, but I think with the fact that they didn't really get much of a chance with like an off season and stuff like that and training camp and whatnot, I don't know that they'll be consistent enough. I think that I actually think... Uh, a&M can cover that spread over under at 51 and a half. Generally in the SEC, I would hammer anything in the fifties. It tends to work. Um, that being said though, again, because of like the variance right now, I think I'll stay away from that. Uh, Charlotte FAU. Uh, I do like myself some FA 10 and three. That must be the record from last year. Cause that's just not, um, so FAU, uh, actually, Charlotte and FAU are both teams I, I happen to generally like and, as a degenerate gambler, have bet on both teams quite a bit over the history of my gambling time. Um, I don't know. Six and a half. I, I think if I was going to bet that game, I would bet FAU, but I'm not certain that I, I really like that one. Um, Vatek at Duke. Vatek is minus ten and a half. Um, yeah, it looks like Duke is also kind of, you know, stopped reinventing itself in football and has kind of gone back to its roots of just being kind of a trash program, um, and just accepting the fact that they're a basketball school and there's just really no point in wasting their time and money on football. Um, so I think Vatek at minus 10 and a half is actually probably, uh, fairly enticing, uh, Mississippi at Kentucky. I do love me some Kentucky. Kentucky minus six. Uh, Ole Miss. I mean, I like Lane Kiffin. I think that he is hilarious. Um, I also find it very comical living down here in Tennessee, the amount of people that just absolutely despise Lane Kiffin. Uh, granted, I understand why they despise Lane Kiffin, but it still makes me laugh. Um, and I think generally he's pretty funny, actually. But, um, I kind of like my cats, minus six. Uh, Jacksonville State, no. Uh, fuck that. And Florida State, no, fuck that. Um, if anything, Jacksonville State is going to cover plus 26.5, but I don't think I want that game. Uh, Western Kentucky, um, my least favorite football team. Oh. 
Western no 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 Nebraska is my least favorite football team. West Western Kentucky is probably my second least favorite football team um, in the history of sports for what they did to me in that Bahamas Bowl against Central Michigan, where they botched like a four touchdown lead on a three point spread and completely fucked my life over. Um, and so for that, I will just say fuck you, Western Kentucky um, versus Middle Tennessee who I don't have much of an opinion on, but that's a seven-point game that I want nothing to do with. Oh, look at that. We got a military matchup, Navy versus Air Force at Air Force. Uh, Air Force getting seven. Uh, I don't hate that. It's been bet. Wow. Uh, It started at Navy plus one, and it's now down to Navy minus seven. Over under a 46. I I don't hate that one just because, I, I mean, I understand the Air Force hasn't played yet this year, it looks like, but... Um, I also think that like you get up there in the altitude, it gets a little wonky. Um, I, I, I could see air force covering seven. Um, what is that? UL Monroe versus, uh, Georgia South. Oh man. How much of a degenerate am I? Am I really back into full swing here? No, no, not, I'm not, I'm not touching that game. I'm not even going to talk about that game. Uh, Tulsa and UCF. Not going to talk about that game uh northern texas they won me a bowl game like four years ago that like is still one of the happier moments in my life which is probably kind of sad and telling about me but uh, against um southern mississippi another team who i've bet on a decent amount in my life i think i'm just gonna leave that game alone oklahoma um the worst ranked team on the entire list um and generally speaking, the most overrated program in the history of college football. Um, as you can see, there's a theme here that basically everything that comes out of the Big 12 is trash, except for the Texas Tech Red Raiders and Patrick Mahomes. Um, and West Virginia is just kind of a cool school. Um, but otherwise, the Big 12 can just all fucking eat a fatty, uh, especially Oklahoma, because they're a worthless overrated program who will never win at anything in my lifetime i'm fairly certain of it uh so they started at minus 10 and a half they're down to minus seven because they're trash um against iowa state who's always kind of an interesting team uh, i believe that you know um kind of like the per you know i i feel like at this point everyone's kind of had their go around with uh oklahoma at this point kind of like the you know, Oklahoma puts itself out there to get beaten up by uh, all these schools that should have no business beating them. Uh, I think Iowa State did that, what, like two years ago? Um, I think it was like the Alan Lazard year or whatever uh, with Iowa State where he was just so sick. Um, LSU, who, uh, yikes, that was a bad loss against Mississippi State. But I took Mississippi State, so I'm happy with it. Um, I guess Vanderbilt, who is just a perennial loser. Uh, I don't want 20 and a half. Nothing about that game interests me. Auburn, Georgia is a great matchup. Um, I like Georgia at minus six and a half. I don't like them nearly as much at minus seven if it moves to that. Over under a 45. Um, it's low, but I kind of like the under. Both teams can score but uh they're also both very defensively strong teams 
Um, I, I think I would probably lean towards... Uh, I definitely like Georgia, and I think I'd lean towards the under. Arkansas and Mississippi State. I love me some Mike Leach, so I would probably take Mississippi State at minus 17.5 just because Mike Leach is the man. Um, Virginia plus 28 at Clemson. Um, I actually don't hate Virginia at plus 28 just because Clemson might kind of get be getting the kinks out still a little bit, and I think that um, they are often susceptible to getting a little lazy in this kind of game against this kind of team. Uh, so Clemson very well could cover 28 by, by any means, but um, I, I think that they Clemson kind of sometimes has these like slow games early in the year against a team that they should be killing, and then they don't really impress. Um, I feel like Clemson is really good at peaking late in the season and they kind of sometimes grind out these wins. So I, I think I actually kind of like UVA at plus 28. Um, and so that covers it for uh, college football. And so like I said earlier, I'm taking the heat tonight. Um, on Friday, I it, I mean, it really depends. It's interesting. So the line is already out for Friday that it's uh, heat plus five. Uh, over under at 218 um it's gonna be really interesting to see how that spread moves uh i definitely would not bet that game until after uh the game tonight but that being said i am definitely very interested in this game tonight um and will be very interested in betting that game on friday um a little side note because i had to take a pause in the middle of this podcast it actually gave me the chance to watch the white Sox almost come back and fucking win oh my god my balls are as blue as they can possibly fucking get right now i thought that we were going to make that comeback there on two outs in the ninth inning just i mean the perfect setup that we go into fucking bases loaded and jose abreu possibly the best player in baseball right now fuck you mike trout where are you um is up at the plate and he fucking grounds out. It was so devastating. I mean, that was just like the perfect spot for just a Brayu to just fucking clock one out of the park and just, oh, that would have been so beautiful. Um, but alas, we're going to a game three with the athletics. That makes me very nervous. But um, we have kind of been doing pretty well against the athletics uh, bullpen, which is good to know, good to see because their bullpen is kind of the strength of their team. And we've been running through a lot of their pitchers. They've had to go deep into their bullpen now for two games. And um, especially the fact that they had to use their uh, reliever for six outs in this game, or I guess five outs in this game, because I guess that what they pulled them right before um, Abreu. Uh, or no, they pulled them right before Grandal, I think, right? And then they brought in what's-his-face, the lefty, and then he walked Grandal, and then Abreu comes up. So still they they kept him in for i think we have five outs um and that was clearly just like not the move um so we will see i mean i i I guess he could still pitch again tomorrow but i I mean i think that he's got to be a little out of whack on that psychologically and his arm's going to be a little tired I, i mean that was the most pitches he's like ever pitched in one it was like 40 some odd pitches i mean that's just you do not want your ninth inning pitcher fucking pitching 40 pitches 
uh, when you know you're going to have, like, for them, you know you're going to have a game three, like, at best case scenario is you have a game three. Like, um, so I, I think that that sets up pretty well for us. Um, I guess we were going to have Dooning um, out there on the mound starting up for the Sox, so we'll see how that works out. I'm very excited for that. And so that kind of covers our... Um, that covers our uh, gambling for this upcoming week, and we'll kind of keep track of this. I think this is something I'm going to try and do as best I can on a weekly basis. I'm trying to get more, like, consistent content because um, the one thing, right, with the science is, like, I really liked doing it, and that was it seemed to be easily the most popular episode that I did based on the numbers, um, which I'm really excited about. Thank you very much, all of you, for listening in and giving your feedback and whatnot. Um, but, uh, it's very time intensive for me to get like everything, all the material together, all the reading together so that I can kind of make sure I'm brushed up properly. And then even doing the episode takes a lot longer than episodes like this. Uh, like this episode, I just basically fly off the cuff for the entire time. This episode's going to end up being like a little over an hour. And it took me basically just a little over an hour to do like, this is basically a one shot episode. Um, but with the science episode, it, it probably took me almost triple the amount of time that the episode actually was. Um, so with that being said, this is something I can do on a more consistent basis in the meantime. And also, like, when I finish this test next Friday, that'll give me more time to do stuff, like kind of brush up on my quantum mechanics, um, since there was a lot of interest in, like, quantum physics and uh, a little bit of, like space travel stuff so i think that's probably where we'll dive into next um nuclear power is something i i want to kind of roll into there as well um we'll kind of see w- what we get and any any suggestions that you might have please leave them um i definitely encourage you if you if you could like leave a comment on the podcast with like any suggested content you want any scientific topics or just general topics um League of Legends Worlds is, you know, been starting up. The play-in stage is over. Groups are set. That's very exciting. So I'll be covering some of that. Um, and then I ordered all my computer parts except for the NVIDIA 3080 because, um, you know, NVIDIA completely botched that fucking launch. And so now I'm sitting here with my fucking cock in hand waiting to build my computer because I don't have my graphics card and also... Um, my power supply is on back order. I ordered it like 10 days ago now or 12 days ago now, uh, still waiting to get confirmation that that's actually going to send out. So, um, that's also a fucking pain in the ass right now, but I guess it doesn't matter. Like if I don't have my graphics card, I don't, I'm not in any sort of desperate hurry for my power supply either, but everything else is here. And so I'll be building that fairly soon and we'll get some pictures of that up on the Instagram and maybe some videos of me putting it together and whatnot. So, um, that's the episode. Uh, very much appreciate y'all tuning in and, uh, let's see how I do on these bets, huh? See if we come out okay for the weekend. Ah, huh? yeah. Maybe I'll be able to quit my job, you know, just become a professional gambler. All right. Tell your friends about it. Let me know what you think about my bets. Let me know what you think about the episode in general, whatever you want, you know, and just, you know, how you like the podcast or what you want different, what you like, what you don't like, all that shit, whatever. Just give me feedback. Love to hear it. Appreciate it. Peace out.